Hello and welcome back to After Whistle Sports Podcast, and we're right in the swing of things with the college basketball season. Um, we're going to take a little bit of a break from college football, just a little bit, um, because I think we want to do a little bit more of our college basketball stuff, and um, we're just getting to the thick of the non-conference big basketball tournaments. Um, and it also helps that, you know, UCLA is, is, is doing performing pretty poorly in, in the football department um, and complete opposite in basketball. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit easier to get them up for this, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is true. I mean, college football is fun, but we've had it for a lot of weeks. Basketball is fresh and new, and here we are. Yep. And the games, I mean, first of all, I just want to say one thing. From watching a lot of college football games for basically the whole year and then transitioning now to college basketball, the viewing experience – is so much nicer. Okay, the games are shorter. There are just less like random commercial like stoppages that are like, like in the basketball game, you'll have like a media timeout. I think you'll have like two media timeouts in one half versus like football, you'll get a media timeout like after like they'll have a media timeout during the kickoff and then like the kickoff will happen. And then after that, you'll have another media timeout. So I just think the, the viewing experience is easier. You don't have to like spend your whole day um let's say like at a basketball like basketball game like you do for football so that's just my little rant um but let's get started here with a little bit of a recap from the first couple of games the first uh week or so of college basketball and we had some solid matchups we had a couple of um ranked matchups in the champions classic this year which of course had kansas against michigan state and duke versus kentucky um, Duke and Kansas looked really good. Uh, kind of two different games. I feel like in the first game, what we could talk about first, which was Kansas against Michigan State. Um, Michigan State came off last year, which was a pretty down year for, for Coach Izzo and his team. Still ended up making the tournament. But um, we both had Kansas ranked pretty high in our rankings. I think um, at least I had Michigan State in my preseason rankings, top 25, but I don't know if, if you had them. Um what did you I see did. from that game? Yeah, yeah. So, so what's your analysis? Because that game was close for an extended period. I mean, Kansas. Yeah, really I wrong. mean, Kansas ended up in, like pulling away. I, I was, I was pretty honestly very confident Kansas ended up winning. It was one of my largest uh, bets placed in a long time on Kansas. So I was happy about that. Uh, I mean, and it really came down to one guy, and that's Okai Agbadi. Uh, I mean, dude, in his last two games, he's just. Taken over. He, he dropped 29 against a very good MSU team. He was eight for eight on free throws. Uh, you know, he, he scored uh, I believe 25 in his last game too. Uh, and he just he just took over. The you know McCormick was 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 good defensively. Uh, you know, Remy Martin seems like he, he's working. I, I don't know. Okay, and I'll tell you this because I was talking about this with you guys before the game, and, and I said Remy Martin at this point. I don't think Remy Martin is the guy who's going to make Kansas a championship-level team. You did say that. I, I think – I agree he's got work to do, and it's early in the season. He's in the system. And, he, like, at Arizona State, he's, like, the guy, like the only one who can score. Yeah, but it, it, here's the thing with Bill Self's system. I mean, he's an incredible coach, but every guy on the floor needs to just play smart basketball. And what that means is, especially at the point guard position, which is the most important – um, I think I watched three, two or three straight possessions where Remy Martin came down the court, maybe made one pass, got the ball back, didn't use the ball screen, and just threw up a shot. 
and you know that's turning the ball over and that's not gonna work for kansas okay i mean the michigan state game michigan state had some stuff to work on um i'm still not quite sure who their half court go-to scorer is uh, we saw aj hoggard look pretty solid but he's he not really the, the bench, though, he did i mean tyson walker started the transfer from northeastern he looked just that's another thing it's a tough part we talk about transfer point guards and that's the hardest position to transfer into because I mean, another position like at a wing or a big man, you might be able to just kind of filter into the offense, kind of like feel it out a little bit. But the point guard, you determine the tempo. You have to make the reads off the ball screen. And Tyson Walker wasn't making the correct reads off the ball screen. I'm totally with you. I mean, like, in my, like, honestly, I think, you know, Remy Martin and some other guys might be more talented than Tiger Campbell. Tiger Campbell looks miles better just because he's used to the system. And- you know, I think it's, what, third year as a starting point guard? Yep. I mean... It, we're going to yeah. talk about Tiger Campbell, because I do want to make a note of that, because I will admit when I'm wrong. But uh, we're going to talk about that in, in a little bit. I just want to touch on Duke, Kentucky right now. Um, going in, it, it was going to be, a, like, a really hype matchup. Coach K, final year. Duke's got incredible freshmen, incredible talent all across the board. Same with Kentucky, but Kentucky had, I think, more question marks. Um, I wasn't quite sure where they're going to get all their scoring from. Ty Ty Washington, the the star freshman, needed to he just needed to elevate his game to to some place where I don't think he's ready to do that just yet at this point in the season. Um, he struggled shooting the ball from the floor. Um, that offense was just stagnant. Now Kentucky's defense was really good in my opinion. I thought they rebounded Oscar Shibwe. I mean, he's he's probably the best rebounder in the entire country. I think he had a game after that where he had 20 rebounds, which is just absurd. Um, so he's incredible like we expected, but their guard play needs to be better. Severe Wheeler, their transfer point guard from Georgia, is solid, undersized, a little bit under like out of control in my opinion, but he's going to get better. That's it. And, and Ty Ty Washington, you just need him to shoot – like better than than what he did against Duke, which is like twenty percent from the floor. Three for fourteen, yeah. I mean, you really covered everything. He needs to shoot better. I mean, Wheeler, I will say, he is a lot averaging eleven assists a game, which you know, as a guard, uh, a guard, you know, you need. But yeah, I but agree, they they need they, they need, need to score, and I think I think Washington just needs to step up. I mean, yes, for someone. Agreed. And I thought their def- again their defense them and I Duke. Thought, I thought, it was a good game. Like it was pretty. That cool. was a really yeah. And and we're talking a lot about like the first couple of weeks, first couple of games in non conference and in basketball, at least in college basketball. The way I like to think of it is they're kind of like preseason games. Like these teams are going to turn the ball over a lot. Even the the most elite teams that we're going to like struggle a little bit. Shooting might be a little bit off. Like it is the nice. System. Like. Football, if you lose a game, like your season can be over. Basketball, if yeah. you lose a game, like nobody really cares. You can still yeah. get one seed. You can still make the final four. And you know, a lot of coaches are trying to mess around with different things. There's all these transfers. That's a different aspect. A lot of freshmen play earlier in college basketball. It's so take these results of these early games kind of with a grain of salt. That's that's just what I'm thinking. But well, we we gotta move on. Last thing I'll say real quick is Paolo Benchero. What a game. Dude, I told you, I said earlier, I, I think I texted you guys yeah. before all the games started. I said, Paulo Banchero is the best player in college basketball. I mean, is the he, best player like, in if, college if basketball. If he can not get behind the wheel after a few brewskis, like, dude, is going to be white. <laughs> yeah. And, hey, what about Trevor Keels, too? 
Trevor Keels looked incredible as well. The the other five star guard. I mean, the other one. They have like three or four on that team. Jeez, but... Yeah, they, they they combined for forty seven points. All right, we we got. All right, let's move on. I'll let you take the next one. UCLA against Nova in a big top five matchup. I thought it was an outstanding game, but go ahead. It was such a good game. I mean, we camped out since like 11 a.m. to be there. Uh, you know, Nova's a great team. Colin Gillespie is a stud. As much as I hate to admit it, I mean, dude, like, controls the game. I mean, UCLA definitely has some defensive things to work on. Uh, but I, I saw a lot of great things from both sides. I mean, obviously – we knew Gillespie, we knew Justin Moore were dynamic. Uh, you know, Jermaine Samuels played super well. Yeah, he was incredible. Uh, you know, Dixon had nine rebounds uh, for Nova. But for UCLA, my biggest thing was um, just how well some of the complimentary guys, you know, obviously we know Juzang, Hawkes, these guys could be and maybe will be all Americans. What about uh, Jules Bernard? But Jules Bernard really and Jalen Clark and guys like David Singleton, these guys are the guys you don't hear about, but the guys who are like so integral in this team. I mean, Jules Bernard, like, I was not even really sold on him, but he played so great the last couple of meetings. Yeah. Tiger Campbell just seems like he just noticed five steps ahead of everyone, you know, and he like barely shoots. Like, I was shocked a couple of times. So- he, yeah. He's great at just picking his spots to attack. So we saw, I think in the second half, they're down by six or so. He goes up, fast break, pulls up for a three, nails it. The next time down, drives in, gets stopped, does a little fade away. Like he shouldn't be able to make like a little 10 no. foot fade. I mean, and the reason that that's, that's possible is because guys like Juzang in this game shot 24 times. So it's like obviously they, they're like, they're worried about Juzang, about Hawkins driving. They're not worried about little Tiger, you know, who usually just yeah. passes the ball off, pulling up for three and draining in their face. That's why I think this team is just can do so much, especially without uh, even Tony Riley, like who's the starting big man. A couple of negatives, just early season things that I'm going to do for both teams. First off, Villanova, um, they only played six guys. You're, you're, I mean, you, you might be able to win the Big East with the with the six man rotation, but you you're going to need some other guys to step up and. I kept waiting. I was looking for some of those guys like uh, 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 Brian and Antoine and and Brandon Slater to kind of step up. Maybe some of the freshmen they have. That's the thing too. They have a bunch of freshmen. So in a non-con that's early in the season, that would be tough. But I need to see Nova have some guys off the bench who can contribute just a little bit, okay? Because you can tell in overtime that those those starters and and, and uh, the six men were kind of getting tired at the end. And I think that was ultimately why UCLA could pull out with it the way they did. For UCLA, um, I thought their offense was incredible, but I, I think they need some work on their 1v1 defense. Like, I saw a lot in the first half and the in the early second half of um, big guards for Villanova kind of taking advantage of the size that they had over UCLA. And I think other teams are going to do something similar when they match up with UCLA um, and just try to back them down in the post and kick out to shooters. But all around fantastic game. Yeah, going on that, the actually what Mick Cronin said after the post game is, is what you just said. Like we, we are a team defense. We need to figure it out. We're not the one-on-one defensive team like some of these yep. you know teams are. The other big thing that like UCLA needs to figure out is like Peyton Watson. I mean, this was a huge game. He played six minutes. He attempted one shot. He's obviously a phenomenal defender, but we need to be utilizing. 
Like I get it, it's early, like a little Yeah, early. my thing with that I is like Jalen Clark or better right now. But like by the end of the year, he needs to be starting or the first guy off the so, so the problem with, and I've noticed this throughout some other teams as well. I mean, Michigan even has got a guy like this where extremely talented NBA type, a five-star freshman comes in, outstanding defender, but it's hard to kind of find your role on an offense that has two or three go-to scores already. And so what is Watson's role? Is it just in transition, which he's an outstanding transition player? Um, I don't know if he can listen. I don't know if at this point in the year, or it, this might not even happen till later, like in the last last couple of conference games. But where is he going to find his half court offense? Is he going to be? It's true. I mean, when you've got Hawkins and Juzang, like this guy used to be the best player on every team he's played on since he was six years old. Like it, it, it's going to take a while for them to figure out how to utilize him. But like we need to be utilizing some of these. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, Gonzaga versus Texas. Um, I, I don't even know what to say. Gonzaga is who we thought they were. They are the best team in the country. I, there's nothing else to it. They're incredible. Timmy went off for, I think, 37 points or something. Yeah, um, Chet was almost a non-factor, and, and that's one thing we could talk about if you want to, but Chet was just getting bullied, I feel like, on, on offense a little bit. Um, just unable to find his groove against a big Texas team, experienced Texas team. But um, Texas wasn't good. And I hate to say it because you're going up against Gonzaga, but that's not an excuse. Like Playing a, an elite team like Gonzaga is not an excuse to show up the way they did. Am I correct with that? This game didn't feel close. I mean, Marcus Carr... Like, I mean, you can't go four, four for 13. They cannot let your team score 37 points. Like, 15 for 19, like, I get it. He's a monster. Like, what are you doing in practice? Like, I, you know you're going to have to defend against this guy. Like, I don't know. Listen, all I'm going to say is that Tex, uh, Texas ball screen defense was horrendous. And you're going to see that a lot in the non-conference. But <laughs> The number one recruit in the country scored two points and you still lose this team? Like, the, Texas, it was like, just bad. It was just bad. It was bad. I say. think this Texas team has a ceiling that is the final four. The team I just watched, this is like a five seed. This is not a, a factor. L- listen, and something to know is that they shot nine for 24 on threes. So I don't know if they're going to continue to shoot that much from uh, three-point land, but I, I just I don't know. Listen, like, I, I just thought Gonzaga. Like, they have a lot of pieces. Like, Ramsey, Carr, Jones, you know, even Bishop, like these guys are really good and have been proven to be really good on, yeah. you know, past teams. It's just like they got to, it's the same for all these teams. They just have to figure out how they fit together. Yeah. And I just want to note that Andrew Jones and Marcus Carr are playing pretty bad basketball currently. Like, th- this is not the Marcus Carr we saw in Minnesota. This is not the no, Andrew Jones we not. saw last year. Um, I don't, Ramey's looking solid, though. Ramey and Timmy Allen look good. The rest of the team, they got to work on stuff. And, I mean, again, their ball screen coverage on defenses, and we're going to talk about this a ton in the non-conference games because it's one of those things that it's going to be bad for a lot of teams early in the year. And as the year goes on, they're going to figure it out. But ball screen defense was terrible. Like, they let Timmy on a roll um, to the hoop, like, at least 10 times. I mean, almost 20 of his points came up just rolls to the hoop. Like, you can't do that. That's – I'm enough. I, I, I'm <laughs> – I'm too mad at ball screen defenses to, to continue, but okay. Yeah, that's true. Let's Real move quick, on. Let's talk about yeah, the upsets. You like 
college football is like, these are the five upsets of the week. Like, we really didn't have that many. There were a couple, like Ohio State almost lost to Akron. Uh, there was, you know, Florida beat Florida State. I think Florida lost better than Florida State. Uh, I mean, there, there was a big one. You, you, you want to talk about it? Yeah, so actually yesterday, recording this on Tuesday, um, last, yesterday night, Illinois, with no Kofi Coburn, um, ended up losing to Marquette. The new Shaka, Shaka Smart-led Marquette team. Crazy environment, by the way. Just, like, it was a great game. Um, well, I mean, no. Like, from a basketball fan perspective, I was, like, tearing my hair out watching that game because I think there was a combined, like, 40 turnovers between both teams or yeah. something. Um, Andre Cabello played really bad, like horrific yeah. level bad, to the point where I was wondering if Brad Underwood was just going to sit him for the whole second half. Um, but no, he I think he shot like 20% from the field. He had six turnovers, and all those turnovers seemed to be in crunch time. Um, Trent Frazier was the only like solid piece of Illinois that, that played pretty well. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give credit to Marquette because Shaka Smart has an identity of that team. Like that team's scrappy. They're gonna rebound. Daryl Marcel, the transfer from Maryland, came in and he was really the only offense, but he did just enough to win that game and they almost blew it with the free throws. But Marquette won that game. Illinois they, I mean, this isn't the Illinois team. Illinois so. lost that game. I mean, Cabello just played terrible. I think it comes down to the fact they don't have focus points. They're they're clearly a different team because he's but, just such a presence. Like Carvello, like he's not that guy. Like like Frazier, like he's a great scorer. Carvello, like we've seen him be a great point guard, you know, facilitator. They need like their like problem child down in the paint to like yeah. make defenses like cry like you know tears of anxiety. Like yeah. I, I mean, the last thing I'm gonna end on with that is that Carvello woke up thinking he was Io Desumu. Which he is not. He is not Io Desumu. He's not Io Um, Let's move on. Let's go to our week one, I guess. Or is this week? Yeah, it's week one. Sure. Let's go to our rankings. Okay. Um, And to save some time here, do you want us to go through your your one through ten first, and I'll go through my one through ten after? Yeah, sure. Uh, Ten, I have Kentucky. I mean, I still think they're really talented, and obviously a lot to do, but uh, I still think they can come into their own and be, you know, a, a two or three seed in the tournament. Next, I have Nova. I mean, I'm a little down. I've had them at eight or nine since the preseason. I think, I think they're very good. Uh, I just, I mean, yeah, they don't have a lot of depth. Uh, Gillespie and, you know, Moore can only do so much. Like, if one of those guys is cold, like, they're kind of screwed. At eight, I have Bama. Uh, I'm definitely higher on them than a lot of teams. Um, you know, I just really like how fast they play. Uh, Quinterly and Shackford, like, combined for, like, 50 points in one of their last couple games. Uh, I think this is the team to beat in the SEC. Uh, you know, despite Kentucky's prowess, Duke, we, we've talked about, and Paolo and the other freshmen are, are phenomenal. Uh, I have it at seven. Michigan, I have at six, a little lower. Uh, you know, I just think, obviously, like, they, they beat Buffalo pretty handily, uh, but I think they've got a big test for Seton Hall, and I think that's a uh, – you know, a big, like, proving game. Uh, five, I have uh, Memphis. I think, you know, the duo, I mean, they and Jalen Duran uh, are just as, as good as any, you know, freshman duo in the country, uh, if not just duo, period. 
Uh, you know, I think they're ranked like number one in defense on like yep. Torvik and maybe like two in Ken Palm. Uh, this is just a hard team to match up with. Uh, before I have Purdue, I think they're really good, led by Jaden Ivey, you know, a lot of size with Zach Eady down low. Uh, and I think, you know, they, they've handily won, you know, their couple of matchups. And, and I think, uh, you know, I'm excited to see them play UNC in a couple of days. Uh, Three out of Kansas. I mean, they, they're, they're so good. I, I think they're going to win the Big 12. Uh, I mean, Obadi is phenomenal. Remy Martin just needs to figure it out a little bit. Uh, McCormick's big. They didn't even have Jalen Wilson in this game. They beat MSU, in, yep. who's like one of like you know the guys. Uh, two out of UCLA. I mean, we've talked about it. They're like really good. And one, we've got Gonzaga. And these two teams play in like Can't five, win. what, six Can't days? Okay, I'm going to uh, go to my top 10. Sorry, we're going to crunch for time here, but I'm just going to speed through it because you talked about a lot of stuff. I have at 10, I have Bama. Um, you mentioned it. Uh, they're just good. Like, their defense is still incredible. Um, at 9, I have Purdue, which is a lot lower than, I think, you, I mean, you had them and, and a lot of the national media. And the sole reason for that is I'm still not quite sure about that defense. Um, I'm also not sure of how they're, how they're really using Zach Eady. And um, oh man, I'm blanking on the name now. Why am I blanking on the name? Uh, tr- uh, yeah, Travion Williams, the two big men who both can't really space the floor very well. Um, I- I'm just not sure how how that's gonna mesh. And again, I think this is a really solid top ten team. But people who think that that at this point they're a top five team, I'm I'm not quite sure of that. I mean, last year. They were probably well, like a t- at least a top twenty team. They're pretty solid. I mean, they're se- they're second in offense efficiency. Like, second I, offense fit. Yeah, they haven't really they haven't really played anyone. But um, again, it's to the point where if you bring everyone back from a solid team last year, does that make up an make them an elite team, or does that just make them a solid team again? Like that's just my question. I mean, that's the UCLA question too. No, UCLA is different. UCLA went out and got pieces, okay? And UCLA is getting better. That's true. Um, well, UCLA was, in a, was a Final Four team. Purdue was, like, the third best team in the Big Ten, which I – they were the third best team in the Big Ten last year, returned almost everyone, and I think they're going to be the third best team in the Big Ten this year. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where they're getting – that's a different topic, but um, at eight, I got Memphis. I really like what they're doing. Imani Bates is really exceeding my expectations here. Um at seven, I got Baylor. They look like Baylor in their first couple of games. Kendall Brown is incredible. If you got to check him out, one of the best freshmen in the Big 12. Um, next, I got Michigan. Uh, I think the same spot you did. They have a lot of opportunities to prove themselves. Um, Jawan's mixing up lineups. Uh, the team is very, very talented, probably more, more talented than, than the team last year, but it's just about how you're going to find the best lineup possible. Um, I have Nova, one spot ahead of them. I talked about Nova already. I got Kansas after that. Um, and then at three, I got Duke. Um, to me, Duke is the second most talented team in the country besides Gonzaga. They have the best player in the country. They have um, one of the best freshman guards in the country in Trevor Keels. The team has depth. The team is gritty. They got defense. They can rebound. They have size. They can shoot the three. Everything you want in a, in a championship contender right there. Uh, I got UCLA at two, and then Gonzaga at one. So, pretty similar. Let's move on now to some of the upcoming games uh, for this week. 
We're going to start off with two games that are tonight. First, Michigan-Seton Hall, which by the time you listen to this, you'll probably know the result, but I'm going to head out there in a couple of hours. But uh, Seton Hall is very good. Like They're a legit contender for the Big East. I think Torvik has them ranked in the what, like, like top 25, uh, and Tenbaum has uh, them in the top 30. Yeah, so Torvik has – yeah, Seton Hall is one of the most experienced and tallest teams in the country. Dickinson's going to have his hands full with um, just like the length that, that they have. Uh, they have some go-to scorers. I'm worried about Michigan's ball screen defense, which has been uh, changed a little bit from last year where they used to do a, uh, like a drop coverage with Dickinson, and now they're doing more of a, uh, a hedge-type ball screen defense. But – to me, this is all about what Diabate does. And Musa Diabate is going to be a name you're, you're going to hear a lot about. He's only averaging like 15 minutes a game because he's coming off the bench to kind of just be the guy who could play anywhere. Um, he's six foot ten, five star freshman, uh, seven foot three wingspan. So he's just an absolute monster defensively. I think he has a couple of blocks already. But his offense, I'm curious to see how his game goes. And if they could play him alongside Dickinson to have like a just a huge dude lineup that that could be a sort of death lineup for certain teams. Yeah, I think probably like Michigan and probably like Michigan to cover, but I do think Seton Hall is a great team. And another thing to note is that they have one of the most depth, I think, in all. Yeah. You know, uh, they like their last two games. Like, to be fair, some of this was because like they were winning by a lot against like some money. But Yale, Yale's really good. I mean, Yale's yeah, 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 Yale's uh, quite good. And like in that game, I think they played like thirteen guys or something like that. Like I think yep. like eight or nine of which like, like very significant minutes. And they won by forty while shooting four for thirty. Or no, no, they held Yale to four four uh, three pointers out of thirty shots. Oh my three. god! Which four that's, for thirty? That's yeah. unbelievable. Oh that's crazy. Goodness. I think I could have shot four for thirty. Maybe. I mean, yeah. listen, put me out there. I'll shoot four for 30. Yeah, yeah, for real. All right. All right, let's move on. We also have Virginia, Houston tonight. Virginia coming off a loss to Navy. They're not looking like a Tony, Tony Bennett team. I like Houston a lot this year. They've also had a struggle in their first couple of games, but this one should be great. I mean, it's going to be a defensive slugfest. So I would definitely hit the under. I didn't. I don't know what it is. I haven't checked recently, but if you're a betting uh, man. It's like 119. Wow. Like I mean, that that for these 60, two teams, 60? yeah. I'm yeah. not sure where the scoring comes from for Virginia. I mean, uh, Houston at least has Marcus Sasser, who's gonna get, yeah. who's good He's for 25. Twenty-six a game. I mean, um, but I'm gonna pick Houston to win that game. I'm gonna pick Houston as well, just because Virginia's embarrassing loss, and like I think you know they just have like yeah they have a guy who can score in the half court, and like I don't really think if Virginia has like that guy, you know. Yep. Let's move on to an Ohio classic: Ohio State against Xavier. I personally really like Xavier. I think they're pretty underrated here. Um, Ohio State's been struggling a little bit. You know, I want to pick Xavier, but I think EJ Liddell is playing at, like, national champion, like, best player in the country type level. Um, with that being said, I, I, Xavier could win that game at home. I mean, I would not be surprised to see Xavier win. Yeah, it's tough to go on the road, but I think this is just going to come down to talent. Like, you mentioned Liddell, but, you know, they – Ohio State's got, you know, uh, just I think a lot. They have more, more like talent up and down the starting five. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. I, is or is somebody hurt or no? No, no one's hurt. 
Who's okay? Why? No, no, no. I'm just looking at their lineup. I think I don't know. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always hard to play on the road. You have Stanton playing great, like played super close. Xavier, Xavier is a top thirty team on on Torvik. I think I think I think Ohio State ends up figuring yep. it out. Yeah, maybe they're. Oh. All right, let's move on to a couple more games. We got Villanova against Tennessee. Should be an awesome matchup. I really like both these teams. Um, I think Villanova wins just because their, th- their three-point shooting is, is incredible. But um, this should be a great matchup for, for Tennessee and uh, uh, Kennedy Chandler. I mean, man, I talked about it earlier, in the, like, before the season started. I said this deal is going to be a stud. And he's been as advertised so far. Yeah, I mean, neutral court should be a very good one. Tennessee's going to have a long time to rest before it. You know, like, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm just, like, not giving Nova enough credit. I mean, they did just take UCLA to overtime, whatever, but I think I'm going to pick Tennessee. I mean, I think uh, they've been really good. Like, they just have handily won their games. I mean, Chandler, obviously. Uh, but, you know, Fulkerson, I think, has a large potential to do a lot better than he has been doing. I mean, you know, against East Tennessee State, he had 10 rebounds, but solely six points. I mean, even guys like, uh, you know, big man Oliver Nakoma uh, from Finland scored, you know, is averaging like 17 a game. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Muscovy's got a lot of room to improve for sure. Uh, I think this team, I think they Yep. Okay, let's go on to uh, Purdue against North Carolina. What do you think here? I'll let you go first. I like Purdue. I mean, uh, for basically all the reasons I've been I've been talking about. I mean, North Carolina obviously always, you know, gets their recruits and whatever. But they you saw they played Brown like in single digits. I mean, Brown, I guess, not a bad team. But uh, and you're ready for my, you're ready for my upset pick then. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, Dawson Garcia has got to be, like, doing more. RJ Davis, obviously, yeah. a monster. But, you know, yeah. I'm going to pick UNC to win this just because it feels like a good matchup for UNC. UNC runs a super fast-paced, super efficient offense, getting as many shots as possible, just plain volume. And they focus a lot on transition play. They're an outstanding rebounding team. I just think in transition, that's where Purdue has its most weaknesses. Um, I think – Zach Eady and Trayvon Williams are at at their best when they're having to defend the post in a half court situation, when they have to um, attack on offense in a half court situation. And if UNC speeds this game up to a transition game, I don't really know how Purdue's going to match up with that. So I, I think UNC wins this game, but um, it should be a great one. Yeah, real quick, the Ohio State thing I was talking about is that I think Justin's just assuming like, yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, so I, I was like, "Isn't Justice suing?" Like, I was like, "Did he leave?" Yeah. He 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 hurt his like lower body, sat out against Bowling Green, and they're not sure about his status. The only question. He's huge. All right, let's go to the matchup of the week: Gonzaga against UCLA. I'll let you start off, and I'll. Or actually, no, you probably want the final word, Ooh. so I'll go now. Um, I think UCLA wins. Uh, Ooh, wow. I'm. I, I honestly think that at this point UCLA's offense is just on another level. Like I, what I saw from Jaime Jaquez at every aspect of the game, rebounding, defense. I mean, I just haven't seen a guy like that in a really long time. Like he is something special. Like he, I think he's the best player on that UCLA team, at least the most important player on that team. But 
he's playing incredible basketball. And, you know, I, I do think that um, Timmy is going to be a problem for, I mean, for UCLA, of course, he's going to be. Timmy's probably going to go off for like 30 points. But I don't really know where the other school, like UCLA, receiver Bolton for UC, uh, for Gonzaga, the guard who transferred from Iowa State has been playing really well. But I think he has a tough matchup with, with the wings of uh, UCLA. I think Tiger Campbell is um, just a great floor general point guard. Um, it's, it's, it's a great game, but I think – I just I, something about me says UCLA is just gonna keep staying hot. Like I I don't know. Yeah, I think UCLA wins. Yeah, I mean, and the fun thing is that we will all be home. I think and then Friday we'll all watch it together, which will be fun. Uh, I I mean, again, obviously I'm biased, but I'm going with UCLA. Too. I mean, this Gonzaga team clearly very talented, uh, but I I don't think they they really know like. The, the capability of the defensive, the defensive capability of UCLA's bigs. Cody Riley and Miles Johnson are probably the best, like, defensive. Like, Miles Johnson is so good. He is, he's never even, like, six blocks a game in the Big Ten last year. Like, I, I will say he struggled. He he stood out a little bit in that game versus Villanova with the small ball they were playing. Here's the he thing. struggled a lot. Yeah, but I think he's going to lock down two. Lockdown Timmy, that's no I mean, one's gonna lock down Timmy. No, well, you're like, I mean, we saw it in the in the in the final four games. Timmy was kind of an odd factor. It's really Suggs who, who seemed to like take over. I mean, Dixie, like obviously he just tore up Texas, but against Dixie State, he only like he played a lot of the game and only scored like 10 points. And like they had you know some bigger guys, but like I, I don't know. I, I think UCLA has just so much depth and they've not got a lot of talent, but like and like they need Chet. I think they need Chet to like get to the point where like they can they, they can be. And I don't think he's very like I think UCLA needs Peyton Watson down the stretch. But I think like UCLA without Peyton Watson contributing a lot is a better team than Gonzaga without Chet contributing a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think if they have Chet and Timmy going kind of in rhythm, I mean no one's gonna beat them. But Chet's yeah, not really. I mean, I, I agree. I agree. Like, and I think Nemhard is good, but he's not Jalen Suggs. I mean, yeah, but I, I will say Rasir Bolton is playing incredible. Like, he is playing really well currently. Um, it should be just an awesome game. I'm so like, I don't think I've I, I can't ever wait. To watch a sport I, I honestly can't wait. That should be incredible. But let's move on to. I just want to do one more. Come on, UConn uh, versus Auburn. Both these teams, I think, are top twenty-five teams, maybe even top twenty teams. UConn is so underrated. Why do why does nobody talk about UConn? This team is really, really good. I, I don't know how you could watch UConn play and say that this isn't like a top twenty, top fifteen even team. Uh, their offense is is just really good. I mean, their defense is twenty fourth on Torvik. Uh, I mean, they're just a solid basketball team. And you know, I trust UConn at this point. I trust UConn. RJ Cole, senior, playing really well. Tyrese Martin, another senior. Uh, Isaiah Whaley, another senior. Uh, they just got size and they have experience throughout. And um, they, if they're shooting the three ball, I mean, it's a tough team to beat. That's all I'm going to say. In their first game, they shot 8 for 13 from three. In their second game, they shot 10 for 30. So a little bit of a drop off there. But they're just yeah. a really talented, they're a talented team who's efficient on both end, ends of the floor. Um, 
and they're just being overlooked like completely. It's terrible. I'll take Auburn. I mean, I've been saying. Nah, come before. on! Now you're gonna take Auburn. I've, I've been saying it. I mean, I think this team can win. Can win the SEC. And listen, I, I mean, love Auburn too. But like, you don't want to play the guys from Connecticut. I think like Jamari Smith has just been unbelievable. Like, yeah, does, does UConn have a guy who can guard him? I, I mean, they could they could put a cock a cock on him who's six nine. I, I don't know. I mean, Jamari Smith against you know you Monroe at twenty three and ten. Uh, like he is just dynamic. The six ten freshman Auburn's another team with a lot of depth. They win like a lot of guys off the bench in some of these games. Jack, here's uh, all I'm gonna say. To be fair, here. I haven't seen UConn, so I don't really know. Uh, you know, but uh, like this Auburn team. Jack, there are four guards for UConn that are shooting over fifty percent from three. Okay, I know really pretty, small sample lot, size. But I don't know what the sample. We. There's okay, as a team they're shooting forty two percent on forty on forty three on forty three threes. Where does that rank? Uh, I don't know actually. I ought to check that. <laughs> uh, it looks like I don't know forty third, tenth on the whatever. Yeah, um, no, I'm finding this. Sorry, I'm. I'm <laughs> yeah, okay, I want to find it too. Three point percentage. Thirty six. Mm-hmm. Let's see who's the top. Howard shooting fifty four percent. Yeah, but you gotta think hey, about they play Villanova. Yeah, you gotta think about the uh the, the sample size here, right? We took Nova shooting fifty percent in two games. We're actually using our statistics class to. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna take a stats class and was full. I was so mad. I actually enrolled today. Dang. Okay, you know what? We're, we're going we are we're bad. Yeah. off topic right. here. College basketball, great week we just had. Great week ahead of us. Great months we have ahead of us. What a, what a sport. Go, go Bruins. Go Blue. See you all next week and have fun watching the games.